October 14th. Now, as we turn our attention to the New Testament, we'll be reading today from the book of 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 17. And here we'll find that Satan wants to shake the saints and make them lose their confidence. And one of his chief weapons is deception. Matter of fact, that's just about uh, the only weapon he has, deception. Someone claimed to have a letter from Paul saying that the uh, day of the Lord was present, and others said they had messages through the Spirit. The believers forgot what Paul had taught them, so they got trapped by the lies of the enemy. The times and seasons of God's prophetic plan are in God's hands. The Spirit of God in this world is keeping God's program on schedule. You can count on that. You can believe in that. Beware so-called prophets who contradict what God has already said in His Word. And now let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. October 14th, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1-17. through 17. And now, brothers and sisters, let us, Paul and his co-workers, tell you about the coming again of our Lord Jesus Christ and how we will be gathered together to meet Him. Please don't be so easily shaken and troubled by those who say that the day of the Lord has already begun. Even if they claim to have had a vision, a revelation, or a letter supposedly from us, don't believe them. Don't be fooled by what they say. For that day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the one who brings destruction. He will exalt himself and defy every god there is and tear down every object of adoration and worship. He will position himself in the temple of God, claiming that he himself is God. Don't you remember that I told you this when I was with you? And you know what is holding him back for he can be revealed only when his time comes. For this lawlessness is already at work secretly, and it will remain secret until the one who is holding it back steps out of the way. Then the man of lawlessness will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming. This evil man will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit power and signs and miracles. He will use every kind of wicked deception to fool those who are on their way to destruction because they refuse to believe the truth that would save them. So God will send great deception upon them, and they will believe all these lies. Then they will be condemned for not believing the truth and for enjoying the evil they do. As for us, we always thank God for you, dear brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord. We are thankful that God chose you to be among the first to experience salvation, a salvation that came through the Spirit, who makes you holy and by your belief in the truth. He called you to salvation. When we told you the good news, now you can share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. With all these things in mind, dear brothers and sisters, stand firm and keep a strong grip on everything we taught you, both in person and by letter. May our Lord Jesus Christ and God our Father, who loved us and in His special favor, gave us everlasting comfort and good hope, comfort your hearts, and give you strength in every good thing you do and say.
the unrighteous are justified before God by faith alone in the victory of the cross of Jesus. They are not justified. They are not accepted by God through any human effort through the works of the flesh of the law. And Paul said, I'm set for the defense of the gospel. And it was in this context of his determination to defend this, this, this truth with such passion because he said, this is the heart of the gospel. This is the very heart of it. You give up on this point, you have no gospel left. And he says, it was in defense of the gospel that he said, I will fight any deviation from the heart of this gospel. <clears throat> I will stand up against anyone trying to lure my believers, those who have, I've taught, I will not allow you to come here in my territory and lure these new converts into some fleshly effort to save oneself by your own abilities, by going back to the law, doing this and not doing that. He said, you're not going to bring that gospel here. I love you, but I tell you, you cannot bring that gospel in here. Problem with this idea of working out your own salvation, beating down your flesh, mutilating yourself, trying, trying, trying to be holy. The problem with that, when you do achieve a certain amount of victory, it's going to turn you into a proud boaster. And he said, it is by faith that no man may boast in his presence, by grace alone, lest any man boast. This is the problem with Christians today who, who, who say, if I, I just try a little harder, if I can just dig down deep into my innermost and find some kind of inner strength that I've not yet found, if I can just go down deep inside my guts and pull some kind of strength out of my own being, I can lick this thing. And the problem is, even if you conquered every lust in your flesh, even if you can conquer every lust of your flesh, so that you could stand before a mirror and say, I have no lust, I, I, I have no temptation that I have not been able to conquer. My thoughts are clean. And you could stand honestly and say, I'm clean. God would not accept it. And you would be boasting and you become very proud and judgmental. That's what always happens when man wins it in his own power or thinks he's won it and sin is still lying at the door. You can be sure you're going to fall again anyhow because suddenly been on that merry-go-round, sin confess, sin confess. And that little short victory you got by your own willpower made you feel great and made you judge everybody around you. Why don't you have the power I have? Mm-hmm. Believe me, folks, any gospel that promotes confidence in the flesh is another gospel. It's not the gospel of Jesus Christ whatsoever. Any gospel that yokes you to a burden of striving to please God is not the gospel. It's another gospel. It's a perversion of the gospel of grace. On this issue? No. On this issue of holding fast to justification by faith alone, and not by human works and human ability. I will withstand you. I don't care if your name is Peter. 
I don't care if it's Barnabas. I don't know who it is. I love you, but your gospel is wrong. Psalm 84, verses 1 through 12. We'll read here that the Jews were required to go to Jerusalem three times each year to celebrate Passover, Pentecost, and the Feast of the Tabernacles. The author of this psalm was unable to join the pilgrimage, even though his soul yearned to be there. Life does have its disappointments, doesn't it? But the three Beatitudes in this psalm tell you how to handle them. There is the blessing of dwelling, Perhaps the priests and Levites took for granted their privilege of dwelling in the courts of the Lord, but the psalmist did not. God's altars were to him what a nest was to a bird, a place of safety and satisfaction. When life disappoints you, abide in him. He gives you all you need on the pilgrimage of life. So when life disappoints you, as it will, depend on the Lord for what you really need. Psalm 84, verses 1 through 12, of the choir director, a psalm of the descendants of Korah, to be accompanied by a stringed instrument. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty! I long, yes, I faint with longing, to enter the courts of the Lord. With my whole being, body, and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home there and the swallow builds her nest and raises her young at a place near your altar. O Lord Almighty, my King and my God, how happy are those who can live in your house, always singing your praises! Happy are those who are strong in the Lord, who set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. When they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs, where pools of blessing collect after the rains. They will continue to grow stronger, and each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. O Lord God Almighty, hear my prayer. Listen, O God of Israel. O God, look with favor upon the King, our Protector. Have mercy on the one you have anointed. A single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. For the Lord God is our light and protector. He gives us grace and glory. No good thing will the Lord withhold from those who do what is right. O Lord Almighty, happy are those who trust in you. Proverbs 25, verse 15. Patience can persuade a prince, and soft speech can crush strong opposition. <laughs>